0: Are you past the point weary is your bear birth-
1: new song I'm ready to see the unthinkable I'm ready for a miracle hearts praying for We have His Holy Spirit living inside of us. Sometimes we need just—we need reminded that we need to talk to the Holy Spirit, talk to God. The Holy Spirit will lead us, guide us. He will heal us. He will counsel us, deliver us. The Holy Spirit is here for us. But we can't just sit. We have to invite Him, invite Him, invite Him, invite the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord.
2: of my place.
3: just thank him for that blood that was applied to our lives to our sin, to our mistakes, to our mess ups, to the bad and evil things that we had done can we just thank him this morning that it washed us white as snow thank you father for taking me in when I didn't deserve it thank you for forgiving me every single time I mess up and washing my slate clean, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are in our lives. Thank you for the freedom to worship you. Thank you for the freedom that we have to come together as a body in unity and let your Holy Spirit fill us and pour into us. Lord, thank you that we can sing out with a voice that can can speak and sing. Lord, thank you that we have arms that we can raise up to you and thank you for who you are and praise you for who you are. Lord, thank you that we have our legs to be able to walk, Father. Thank you for for the heart that you've put in us, God, that we can know that we've been in your presence. Thank you for our mind, God, that can choose to serve you and follow you in all things, God. Lord, I praise you for who you are. I praise you how you've made us up, God, into who we are. And that's a reflection of you in your image. And God, we thank you for that this morning. We praise you for it. You are a great, great God. And you love us so much, Father. As they stay in this place for just one more minute, I want to have Rodney and Jamie come up, and we want to pray for them and the rest of the Taylor family. That tragedy strike their family on Friday, and we just want to pour into them as a church. If you want to gather around and pray, you want to stretch your hand this way. Father, again, we just thank you for who you are. God, we thank you that we can know your peace and your comfort and your strength during difficult times and that you don't leave us in those, God, that we can press into those moments and know you're right there with us. Continue to comfort this family, God, and bring them peace in this and strength in this. And God, I ask that your Holy Spirit now speaks through me and in me, God, to bring the word that you've given for today, Lord. Let it not be about me. Let it glorify you, Father, and reflect you. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. You may be seated. Amen, amen, amen. How many of you love the Lord in here? Good, that's pretty good. A couple of things before we get going this morning. I got a lot to get through as far as the message, so I hope you're patient because it's it's good. The Lord's word is good, and I love soaking in it and, and preaching it and speaking it. Um, I got a message from a pastor this morning that I hadn't really talked to in a long time. So I'm praying for you to speak the word boldly this morning. Don't back down from everything that you're doing. So I was, that was an encouragement um, for me. Um, I want to just brag on our sound booth lights, video, camera, computer. Thank you guys. <clears throat> We've got different people that serve in there every week, do a great job with that, and we couldn't have our services without them here. So we appreciate them and all the great work that they do back there. All volunteer. They get a thank you every once in a while from the stage. A lot of times they get, what are you doing? Come on. Okay? But we thank you. We appreciate you guys so much. And all of our volunteers in the church, it takes a lot to do what we do on Sundays and Wednesdays and all through the week. So we appreciate you guys. All right. This morning, no God. And I said that earlier this week to somebody and they said, oh, that's not good. And I said, no, K N O W. K N O W. Know God is what we're going to talk about this morning. If you'll turn to John chapter 17, verse 3. If you need an update on me, Thursday I go for my pre-op appointment to set the date for the surgery. So continue to keep me in your prayers about that. That's this Thursday at what time? Dear 2. I don't know. I'm just going to be there. John chapter 17, verse 3 says... And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Father, again, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for your presence that is felt in this place. It's real. And God, I don't, I don't want to be a robot. And I don't want us to be robots that come into church every week and do the same thing over and over and never be changed and never experience who you are in our lives. God, I want fresh Every time I come in here, I want a fresh touch from you, Father. And I want to glorify you and praise you in all that I do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, we can know God in in several different ways. There's ways that we can get to know him. So so I'm going to ask you guys this morning, short answers. If you talk too long, I'll cut you off. Uh, how How can we know God? What are some ways that we can know God? Prayer. Talk to him. What else? How can I know God? Read his words, scripture. How else can I know God? Worship. Worship. You guys got some. What? What else? Listen. Lean on him. Anybody else? Any other ways to know God? Spend Spend time with him. All right. Good examples, guys. But I'm going to say something before all that. Before you can even get to that part where you're praying and you're knowing him and you're spending time with him and you're worshiping and all those things that you guys said. We have to know who we are before that. Okay? So when we're born, who are we? We are God's creation. From the moment, the moment a baby is conceived, that's God's creation. God's creation. That's a miracle. Okay? So we are God's creation. He created us and formed us and brought us into this world to have relationship with him. We don't know that right off the bat in our lives, but that's why we were born, to have relationship with him. We belong to him. We owe him gratitude for every breath we get to take. Every moment we're here, we should be thanking him for it and everything that is around us. We can be thankful for. We were created to live for him, to worship him. That's why we were created to have fellowship with him and worship him. We will always try to worship something in our lives. Before you came to know the Lord, you were worshiping something else. Or someone else. Okay? Maybe it's money. Maybe it's your job, your spouse, your kids, material things, drugs, alcohol, food, etc. whatever it is. We've all worshipped something. But if we don't worship God, we're going to find we will find something else to worship. Okay? You've seen it in people's lives. If they're not worshipping God, they're worshipping something else. They're elevating something else in their life above God. We worship something so that we can give our lives Meaning. Also to know who we are. We were all born what? Sinners. All of us. Every single one of you. No, I was a sweet little baby. I was so cute. Were you? (laughs) We were all born sinners. And as we grew up, we chose to reject God. And we tried to make our own joy and happiness by worshiping other things in life. And we're born into a world that does not want to worship God. Okay, We don't want to surrender our lives to him, but remember, we are built to worship. We're created to worship. So instead of worshiping God, we cling to things of this world, so we're born sinners. Also, we're all born into spiritual bondage. Okay, To live for something, anything else other than God, leads us down a path where we will eventually break down and we will start decaying. We will be destroying ourselves if we're not living for God. All right? And when a fish leaves the water, the place that he was built for, he is not going to live very long. Right? He's going to die. Worshiping other things besides God leads us to this loss of meaning in our life. The things of this world were never meant to replace the relationship that we can have with God. Nothing's going to satisfy you except a relationship with him you walk around this world doing what you want to do and making your own choices about things, you're going to find out every single road down that path leads to emptiness. It does not give you fulfillment, and there's always going to be this hole in your life that only God can fill. And if we chase after those things instead of God, we will be in this spiritual bondage. Also, okay, we know who we are. Before we can get to know Him better, we have to know who God is, right? Right? He is love, but he's also justice. He loves us, but he's also a just God. He's always concerned about our joy and our well-being. You know, most people will love people who love them, right? God loves everybody, whether they love him or not. He looks for the good in people, even that may be his enemy and speaking against him. But because God is good and he loves us, he cannot put up with evil. I know this is pretty basic, but we've we got we to get this established before we can know him. Okay? He's good. He loves us, but cannot put up with this evil in our life. So, you know, really, uh, you know, I'm getting arguments about people, not really arguments, but debates. or talk, you know, We talk about things, but, oh, if God's such a loving God, if God's such a loving God, he is a loving God, but he's also just. He's not going to allow things that are contrary to what he would have for you. So a loving God, he cannot ignore our rebellion against him and his loving authority, all right? So that means we're headed down to a place where we're going to be destroyed. But God has a plan. He has a plan for this. He knows we were born into this. We also have to know that God is Jesus Christ. Jesus is God himself as he came to earth, lived a perfect life, only one that has done it, ever ever will be. Nobody else is going to touch that, okay? He loved God with all his heart, soul, and his mind. He fulfilled what we should be doing here on earth in surrendering our lives completely to God. He, Jesus fulfilled that. He did it. He's our example. We're not going to get there, but we strive for it every single day. His reward should have been, right then, it should have been eternity in heaven. I, I surrendered my life to you. I lived this perfect life. I did your will. I loved you with everything I have. So right then, his, the his for him, it should have been, okay, back to heaven. But that wasn't God's plan. He said, no, I got, I got, we got these people that are going to be born into this life of sin. So Jesus gives his life as a sacrifice for our sins. And he took the punishment and death that each of us owed, that we still owe today. He then rose from the dead and is now seated at the right hand of God. And when we choose to surrender our lives to God, we're getting payment for our sins because of Christ's death and we're forgiven, and his perfect life record is now transferred onto our life account. Amen. Jesus' perfect life pays for my imperfect life, pays for my sins, so that I can have relationship with Jesus. And God accepts us because of the salvation that we we, we, we we receive through his son, Jesus. You know how I am with words sometimes. All right, so what do we have to do? All right, we have to repent. We have to repent. We have to admit that we've been living our life for ourselves, Now we've been worshiping the wrong things and we've been violating God's law. Repent means that we're going to ask for forgiveness of our sins and we're going to turn away from those things. When, When people come down to this altar, they pray at home, wherever it happens, where they ask Christ to come in and be the Lord of their life, they repent, please forgive me those things I've been doing against you. I want to live for you. Now I'm going to turn away from that stuff, and I'm going to start doing things that glorify God. I'm going to start getting to know him now. Because what I was doing before, nah, he's forgiven me of those things. I'm going to do things to glorify him now. Okay? So we turn from those things, and now we focus on living for him. Then we believe My faith says I don't trust in my own abilities anymore in my own ways. I now put my faith in Jesus. I put my faith in him. All the way up to this point of surrender to Christ, we had put our faith in other things to bring us joy and happiness. We've we've looked to other things besides Jesus, but now we believe in in him. We rely on what he did for us. And God accepts me as his child because I am trusting in the work of the cross and what Jesus accomplished on it. I believe that. I believe he did what he said he did. I believe what the Bible tells me. And I believe that he rose out of the grave three days later. And now he's seated again at the right hand of God interceding on my behalf. I believe it. That's where my faith is now. Every sin, every mistake, every bad choice I made is now erased. And I'm allowed a fresh start. I wasn't a horrible kid, but I did a lot of things that God didn't approve of. And a lot of the times I knew it. I chose those things instead of knowing him. But he erased all that. And, and to me, sometimes, that even as a teen, that's so hard to believe. But you know, man, I was a bad person. I did some horrible things. And God says, it doesn't matter. My son paid for that. And some people can't wrap their minds around that. They can't get themselves to come to an altar and repent and ask for forgiveness because they think they're too bad. You're not. There's stories all throughout this room of some bad things that people did in here. And God redeemed them and forgave them. Gone, erased. So these things are the foundation for beginning to know God, right? We got to know all this stuff about God, about ourselves, and then we can start knowing Him. Make sense? You now have relationship with him and you start doing some additional things to know him more. And those are the things that you guys talked about when I asked you, how do we know God? Studying his word, praying, worship and praise gives us revelations through the Holy Spirit about who he is and what he wants to do in our lives. You know, God will drop things in me through the Holy Spirit and then I'll speak those things and it's only him revealing those things. I've talked to people before and and told them things and hadn't talked to anybody else in in their life and they're like, how did you know that? And I say, the Holy Spirit told me. And some of you guys are like, that's bull. That's bull right there, Rick. But he does that. As you get to know him and you spend time with him and you allow your life to be surrendered to his will, he will speak things into you. Do I always get it right? Nope, but I'm sure going to try. I don't want to miss it. That's for sure. I get to be also in the presence of God as he pours into me and he shares his heart with me. As I worship right there every Sunday, I get that. Man, I get an opportunity to just magnify the name of the Lord and praise him and be in his presence. Or I have the opportunity to not do anything and ignore his presence. Again, that's our choice on those things. But one of the major things I wanted to speak on, now I'm getting to where I want to be, as far as how we can know God more is to experience Him or have experiences with Him. Okay? How we can know God more is to experience Him or have experiences with Him. And I know God at a more intimate level as He reveals Himself to me through these experiences I have with Him. All these things that I allow God into are experiences where He's going to reveal Himself to me. Okay? So we have to focus on our love relationship with God, We find that the call to relationship is also a call to be on mission for God. And if you want to know God's will, you've got to respond to his invitation to love him with your whole heart. God works through those he loves in order to carry out his kingdom purposes in the world. He needs us to go out and be who he is to people. And he invites us to be involved with him in that work. And I want to tell you something this morning. that You are never going to be satisfied just knowing about God. Instead of knowing God. There's a difference. Okay? Let's, let's look at it a different way. Let me go opposite of you, sweetheart. Let's look at it like this. The difference between knowing about or knowing. Now, when I started courting Sarah, for you teens, you don't know what that means, but when, you started, when I started pursuing her, She'll tell a different story, I'm sure, but this is my time. I saw her from afar. And I started to know about her. Woo! You are hot! You are so good looking. I can't wait to get to know you. But for now, I'm just going to stay back here. And not have conversation with you. And you can ask around, you know, when you get ready to start dating somebody, you can ask around about that person. And Sarah checked all the boxes. But I still didn't know her. I knew about her from afar. And just by knowing about her was never gonna lead to marriage to her, right? If I just stayed on the outskirts. Man, she looks really nice today. (laughs) I wonder what she did today. Oh, look at her. She don't know it. She's going to marry me. So I can know all about her. But until I get to know her, that relationship's going nowhere. I can know all about God. I can know all about the great things that God does. But until I know him personally, it's not going to go anywhere. It took me spending time with her, me investing in our relationship, her investing in the relationship, us spending quality time together, us talking about life, us talking about our beliefs, us worshiping the Lord together, uh, us being together and knowing what makes her tick or makes her happy and what makes me angry sometimes or what makes me happy. We had to know each other. And then when you get to that point, first and foremost, kids, know that they're a believer and they're going to bring you closer to God not pull you away from them it's not about what's on the surface oh they're so hot, they're so good looking yeah but what's going on in here you need to know that so as I get to know her and we talk and after three weeks I tell her I love her I did <laughs> I'll get this story right this time I got lucky that she said it back to me for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, go back a few years and check a message. <laughs> but it took me investing in that. Me spending quality time with her. Her spending quality time with me. Me getting to know her. To love her the way that she needs to be loved. I have to do that with God to know him. I can't just know all about him. You can even know this front to back and still not know him. You got to invite him in to your life so he can get to know you, you get to know him, and you can reveal things and build that relationship with him. Does that make sense? We can always get closer to God, amen? Every day. And one of the ways we can know him is to experience him. In Exodus 3, you don't have to turn there. When Moses was at the burning bush, he asked God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, What is his name? And what shall I tell them? And God says, I am who I am. Woo. This is what you're to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And when God said, I am who I am, he was saying to him, I'm the eternal one. I will be what I will be. He was saying to Moses, I am everything you will need. Whatever it is that comes up in your life, if you'll invite me into it, I'll be it. Whatever need you have, whatever circumstance, whatever trial you're in the middle of, let me walk beside you in it, I'll be it. That's what he was telling him here. I'm everything you're going to need. I am who I am. And through the years, Moses came to know God as the great I am. The Jehovah, I'm the one who is. And Yahweh, he is. Moses knew him that way. And God always took the initiative to reveal himself to people through an experience all throughout the Bible. To know God by name required a personal experience of his presence. Biblical names, titles, descriptions of God identify the ways people in the Bible came to know God. The scriptures are a record of God's revelation of himself to people in the midst of whatever they were dealing with. Whatever they were going through. And each name for God is part of that revelation. Joshua and the Israelites were fighting the Amalekites. Moses was overseeing the battle from a nearby mountain. When he held his hands up to God, what happened? They were winning. When he got tired and exhausted, they started to lose. But he got his hands back up. They were winning. And what did he call that place after they got the victory? Moses built an altar and gave it the name, The Lord is my banner. Check out my sweet banner. The Lord's my banner, and the banner is the standard that goes in front of an army to indicate whom it represents. This is us. The Lord is my banner. We are his people. So as we walk around on this crazy earth right now, this is what we should be displaying. The Lord is my banner. I am his. He is mine. This is who represents me. We carry that. Not physically, literally, but we carry that around with us. And it's about time we walk in it. I'm God's. it's my banner. He's my banner. He goes before me. Israel came to know God in a deeper way as they realized we are God's people. The Lord is our banner. And that was Exodus 17, 8 through 15, if you want to read that later. Another example of an experience or encounter with God in order to get to know him better is found in Genesis 22. You don't have to go there either. 22, if you want to read that later this week. It's the story of Abraham and his faith being tested. God asked him to sacrifice his only son to test his faith. God was giving Abraham, here's an opportunity for you to know me at a deeper level. Now, a lot of us, oh, thank you. That's far enough, God. I don't, I don't want to know you any more than this. You want me to do what? But Abraham had faith that the Lord would provide. And he adjusted his life and through his obedience, he knew God to be his provider. You know what? In this story, he obeyed God. He did everything God asked him to do. And when God provided a ram, Abraham came to an intimate knowledge of God by experiencing God as his provider. I'm gonna do what you tell me to do. I don't understand it. Lord, that's really, it's really challenging what you're asking me to do, but I'm going to obey, and God provides. Same for us. I know, God, that you've told me to pray with that person. I know you've told me to speak into them, Father, but I just, I just need to obey, and you're going to provide through your Holy Spirit what I need to say to that person. You're going to provide for me in the middle of whatever I'm going through because you are my provider. And again, God gives us these opportunities to experience him all the time, to know him better. Every time a trial comes up in life, it's a perfect example of this. When we claim God for who he says he is and we pray and we believe in him, we see God move on our behalf. I love it. I cannot, I shouldn't say I cannot believe, I should say I knew you would make a way where there seemed to be no way. I knew, God, that you could turn that person's heart around. I knew it. I believed it. And if I, never had to, if I never had to test my faith, if I never had to go through some hard things in life, God would never get the chance to show me who he is. And I would never get the chance to know him at that level. I'm going to read off some things where God makes himself known to us. If I had never went through grief, I'd have never known him as my comforter. Amen? If I always tried to do things in my own power, I'd never know that he was my confidence. If I never got myself into trouble with my bad decisions, anybody been there? I'd never know that he was my deliverer. When I feel like my life is sinking all around me, I can call on him to be my firm foundation in the midst of those things. When I find myself in seasons of loneliness, I know that he's my friend. I've been in those seasons. And I thought I was all by myself, but God said, I am here for you in the midst of this. I'm your friend. When I feel hopeless, I know that my hope has to be found in him. When I give things in life more attention than God, I come to know that he is a jealous God. He wants that attention from you. When my life is chaotic and I don't know what to do, I can know that he's my peace. When the whole world casts me off and even my family abandons me, I know that he is my redeemer. When the world feeds us lies, I know that he is faithful and he is the truth. What's found in here is the truth. And I know what a woman is. And I know what a man is. When I've done wrong, I know he's the God that avenges me. When things are too much, I know he's my hiding place. When the days get hard, I know He's my support system. And when I was lost, I found out that He was my salvation. Praise God. I knew all these things because I invited God into them. I didn't try to do these things on my own. Every chance I had when those situations come up now in life, those hard times come up, I want to know Him. I can walk into those things and trying to do them myself, but I need to know God. And he reveals himself to me in the middle of those things. I can know him. We come to know God through experiences. We come to know God when he reveals himself to us in the midst of whatever we're going through. And as I get to know him more and more through the things that life throws at me, I also come to know that he shows up and is with me through it all. And he becomes whatever I need right there in the midst of it. I am who I am. I am who I am. You need your finances realigned. I am who I am. You need a healing in your body. I am who I am. We need to know that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, Our God is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And even if he doesn't, we're still good because we know God and our confidence is found in him no matter what. So bring it on, Nebuchadnezzar. Bring it on, devil. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I know that if I love God, then he loves me. And when I seek him, I will find him in my experiences. And I can look back over my life and see that God was with me every time. Whatever I needed, whenever I needed it, he was there. Our praise team would come back up. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Praise you, Lord. Worship you. We have to invite him into those moments that come up in life. And if you will do that, I guarantee you, you will know God in a better way. You will know him. It doesn't matter what it is. You will know him. The problem is a lot of times we don't want to swallow our pride and admit that we need some help. Therefore, we, didn't, we don't get to know God in the midst of that trial because we never invited him into it. Again, we come to know God at a deeper level. And I think I have a slide for this. We come to know God at a deeper level as he reveals himself to us through our experiences with him. You guys will stand this morning. We have to invite Him this morning into every moment of our lives. Every moment, you're invited in, God. God, I want to know you more, so in the midst of this right now, be who you are. I give it to you, I surrender it to you. I can't do this on my own, God. And we have to know that he has to come with us. He's not a God that, I mean, he'll stay there if you don't want him to be a part of things. But he's a God that wants to walk with us through those things so we can know him as our strength, as our comforter, as our peace, as our hope. So this morning as we worship and we open these altars, are you facing something with every head bowed? Every eye closed. Are you facing something this morning? You need to know God in the midst of it. You need reminded of who he is. I pray if that's you this morning, that you'll come down to this altar and invite him in to whatever it is you're dealing with. If it's you this morning that doesn't know Jesus as your savior, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to God except through Jesus. He has to be the Lord of your life. You have to accept him as the Lord of your life and surrender your life to him. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your savior, the reality is you're not going to heaven. And I hate to be blunt, but that's the reality. You're headed down a path that will lead to destruction. And you need Jesus and the sacrifice that he paid for you. You need him to be the Lord of your life. You need forgiveness of your sins. You need to call on the name of Jesus and believe on him this morning and invite him into your life. Whatever it is you need this morning, I am who I am, God says. I am who I am. So I invite you guys as we worship and pray, come and pray. If you need prayer for healing, you need salvation, come and find me or one of the deacons. And let's just spend time in his presence this morning. Father, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to speak the name of
2: Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus Till every dark Please don't let anybody pray by themselves
3: pray. If you know how to pray find a place to pray with somebody Declaring
2: there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus
3: God at one time you kind of walked away he wants to know you he wants to know you invite him back into your life stop with this numbness that you feel right now and know him he is there right in the middle of it and he can bring that life back into you that you've lost know him this morning know him this morning
2: shout Jesus from
3: God, I'm thankful for the opportunity to know you. We're never going to figure out all the mysteries of you, God, but we can know you at a deeper and deeper level. Every time we wake up, every single day, and every time a trial comes our way, we want you to be who you are right in the midst of it, God. We invite you into those things so we can know you more. If I had never been through stuff I've been through, God, I wouldn't know you like I do now. So, Father, I'll go as far as to say thank you For the trials, thank you for the tests, thank you for the things, the difficult times in my life. Because I've seen you come through in those, God. I've seen you be who you say you're gonna be. I thank you for that, God. I thank you that you say I am who I am, and that covers a multitude. I ask that you go with each of us, Father. Let us be a light in this dark world. God, help us. Help us to bring people to you. Let us be bold and courageous in that, God. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the unity of this body. Lord, I pray for the passion for the people that are perishing right now. We praise you and we thank you for who you are, God. In Jesus' name, Amen.